Hey guys, welcome back on the podcast. Episode five today, uh, which is quite exciting. Um, we've done five episodes, which is, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so good. It's going really well. We had some really good guests and I'm super excited today. We are joined by um, um, a couple that I really, really um, like and that I've known many years. And, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I put a lot of stock in years, especially in our business. Um, I always say that um, hospitality or business restaurant owners, uh, years are like cat years. And uh, if, if, you, if you're five, you're technically 50. So um, today we are joined by a couple who've been doing this for five years uh, and doing it very, very well. And uh, so we, I'm joined today by Chris and Christine from Broken Biscuits. Um, welcome on the show, guys. Hey, hey thank you for having us. us. Yeah, it's thank a pleasure. <laughs> and, and I feel very fortunate because I, I did do a little bit of background check on you, quick Googling, uh, very few photos, uh, very little interviews. <laughs> I don't think any podcasts. So I feel like we're breaking grounds here. For and, uh, sure, yeah. You yeah this, is our, this is our first podcast. It Ooh. is, yeah, I know. It's cool. So privileged. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it uh, happened uh, with Mark as well from uh, uh, Bob's Juice. It, it doesn't do that stuff very often. And it was, it was so good to just be able to talk to him about where he came from and where the idea came from and all that stuff. And um, giving yeah um, you guys and him as well an opportunity to just give us a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for that. It's amazing to be part of this. It's yeah. a really cool initiative. We're all for it. <laughs> thank you, guys. Mm. Well, let's uh, dive right into it. Um, so Broken Biscuits, been around five years. Uh, if you guys don't know it, it's actually two shops uh, making really delicious cakes and lunch and coffee. I mean, you guys will introduce better than I do, but that, that's the way I look at it. So what is Broken Biscuits? Uh, so essentially, we're a pastry shop, a uh, coffee shop, and we serve lunch, exactly all those things. Uh, we have two locations. The first one now is just takeaway. And so at the beginning, we had five seats. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's how we humble beginnings, you know, like five stools, just me and Chris in the kitchen. And so that's how we started at our first space at Deep uh, 10 Passage Rosebrune. And then uh, the new space at Parmentier is a bigger version of what we had at uh, what we have at uh, the passage yeah pretty much and uh, yeah we have more seats with 25 seats inside now which is like That's a cool. big jump up and uh, yeah we're just uh, more lunch now and more table service and a bit more front of house for us so it's been a that's a challenge in itself I bet um, so yeah the two shops are essentially that and we yeah we're open five days a week and yeah, we've yeah. been around for what five years now yeah, yeah. Uh, the first shop we've had 2015? Yeah, we opened 2015. However, we did start with wholesale, though. That yeah. was the beginning yeah, of our business. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you're not telling yeah. the full story because yeah. technically no. you guys have been around longer. I mean, I remember you, Christine, you were in the kitchen at 10 Bells. Exactly, yeah. For, uh, for I mean, and that's where I started eating your food and knowing you. Maybe you were doing some things before, but like, I remember that sausage roll yeah. was just, it's just like a, a Proust Madeleine, you know? It was, <laughs> I was, it was first days of Holly Belly, and whenever I had a day off, um, my brain was like, Ten bells, a, sausage, a hot sausage roll, yeah. and that beautiful, uh, you know, uh, HP sauce. For sure. And, yeah. It's the simple things, right? Oh, like, man. Yeah. And Ten bells is amazing. That was a great foundation for me, too. And is that where you started your journey in Paris? Uh, not necessarily. No, I actually came to Paris to study pastry. So I did okay. a course at Ferrandi, which is uh, in the 6th, and that was really cool. I did an intensive five-month pastry course because, actually, at the before, I used to work with, in savory foods. So, okay. Um, and then, so technically, I was an architecture student to go back really far. Wow. And so, yeah, I kind of decided to change my career a little bit. And uh, so I made the move to Dublin. Uh, I entered into MasterChef, which I is I saw that nice. photo on yeah. Google. <laughs> and then, uh, so that was kind of what changed my career a little bit. I just love food so much. I kind of wanted to pick up a cookbook rather than an architecture book. So, uh, Did you make it far in the competition? Uh, 
say the semi-finals. I was Ooh. like the last four. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Please don't watch it already. I'm going <laughs> to cringe already. I'm totally YouTubing it <laughs> yeah. after this. But um, yeah, so I'm going to totally regret saying that. I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> but I love it's, it. it's a journey because I, yeah, I started architecture, went to the MasterChef, and then I moved to Dublin to get a job at the the restaurant of the judge on the show. Okay. Gave me a job. And so that was where I met Chris. And then uh, You were in the kitchen there, Chris? Yeah, I was, well... My friend was the head pastry chef. Okay. He was leaving. They were looking for somebody, and they were about to start a huge new new project. Mm-hmm. So I came on as the pastry chef for a little bit, and then moved to the new space they were opening up. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I we met there, and I worked yeah. in savory food, and then I was kind of interested in pastry, and so I was like, oh, okay, well, there's only so much learning you can do, and yeah. then I was like, oh, Paris, I knew somebody who did this course in Paris, and kind of led me to do this course in Paris just because I wanted a good base, you know, yeah. and spend a little time learning. And then after about six months, Chris was like, actually, you know what, Paris looks kind of Oh, so you, you cool. moved on your own first and then yeah, Chris came along? Yeah, I told Chris I was leaving later. and he was like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to go. And I'm like, man, I can't wait. I got to go. Uh, <laughs> were you guys together at that point? Like, were you? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. we were like not serious at that point. <laughs> yeah. So it's really funny how Paris <laughs> became cute. the meeting point of like, so then Chris came out and then that's kind of when it all started here. Oh, and so, yeah. I feel like we need funny. just one episode about you guys getting together at that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know more. You know, this is about business. Yeah, sorry. So getting into the business, yeah, that's how we, yeah, we, so we started, I started working Tembo's, you were working with food. Yeah, I was working for a restaurant that just opened in the 9th. Yeah. I was there for about a year or something. Yeah. And, and then, then we just, the community becomes really small afterwards, yeah. and especially in Tembo's, we got yeah. to know Chris at Fondation, like all yeah. the guys, like. Um, and so, yeah. Um, after and then you did a bit of wholesale yep. yeah. before having the shop. Yeah, so exactly. we started with um, Foundation. Chris gave us that kind of like break, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. really. Yeah. He was like, took everything and like all the pastries he was doing yeah. for a while came from us. Yummy sandwiches yeah. as well, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <Great> sandwiches. <laughs> and then after that, we kind of, we ended up working with uh, Lustig, Lustig, Honor Cafe, Honor, we, Kodama, had Kodama, like, yeah. we had about six clients. And then we yeah. did all the Cuyet shops. So we did a lot of delivery and wholesale, and that was great basis for us to start at the Passage. Sure. So, yeah, we had, like, a good foundation. And then we were, like, when we found that space, because <laughs> where it is, is actually nothing on the street. Yeah, yeah it's like, nothing on the street. It's, what, 20 square meters? Yeah. It is a cute little corner of bears, though. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And we, I don't know, we just it was just luck that, you know, we were able to get the space. And so we were like, look, we'll use it as a production kitchen. And then after a while, we're like, hang on a second, there's not much going on in the area. Maybe uh-huh. if we put a comptoir in or, you know, a bar, we can, we can see what happens, you know? We'll try and sell some stuff. And actually, like, we had, yeah, after about a year, it started really yeah. working, you yeah. know, we had five stools, but like, you know, loads of takeaway, the park's right in front of us. We were, like, well, yeah, I mean, there's a park, the food is really, it was really, is and was really good. And I mean, people w- came to see you as well because I think you made some connections, like you were saying, for working sure. at Bells yeah. and also doing the wholesale. So people came for you because you, it's, um, people listening to this might not know, but you, so you're partners in life and in business um, and you've been for quite some time. And I think people also come to see you guys. I did on my days mm-hmm. off. It was like, sure, I'm going to get some cake and a, and, a, and a sandwich, but I'll say hi to the guys. Yeah, and that, no, was, that was super cool. a big part of the business as well. Yeah. And you, you're still very much um, um, involved in the day-to-day. I For mean, sure. Yeah, oh, we're there like, well, 
I'm starting at 5 a.m. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're kind of, still yeah, in there, still, yeah. like, in the kitchen every day, and you're, like, in, in the, the kitchen, and, in the yeah. shop, like, in between yeah. the two. And How did it go? I, I, I We did not love uh, having two locations. It wasn't, like, love at first sight. It, it felt kind of schizophrenic having two locations, even <laughs> though, like, yours are yeah, really close. I'm super happy you said that because it's exactly the same feeling. Yeah, yeah honestly. And the, the hard thing was, you know, the natural evolution was when the passage worked so well, we're like, everyone's like, you got to open a bigger space. Right. We've got no place. Everyone wants to sit down. And we're like, so when the other space came up, and we were like, all right, let's jump for it. Like, it's just right around the corner. It's perfect. So you saw it being available, and you were like. It was actually a client of ours, and he approached oh, okay. us. And so, yeah, he was like, look, guys, I'm selling it if it's interesting. And it wasn't necessarily a great time for us, but we were like, man, it's kind of like we should not throw away this opportunity. So was it, did you did you make that decision based on people asking, always asking for more, like more seats, more, yeah. yeah. Kind yeah. of a little bit of that. And then also, I think we wanted to advance as yeah. well. Yeah. We felt like it was three was years 20 at that square meters. Yeah. yeah, like we kind of it was very hard to progress in such yeah. a small mm. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it just kind of like felt quite natural to to open take up on a another bigger one. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't, for sure. At the beginning, there wasn't necessarily the, the next move we were going to make. We were actually yeah. thinking to go into more of a production kitchen or to try and think about something else. But because that was brought to us so quickly, we were like, oh, you know, we'll yeah. take moving on. But Some, actually, yeah, we did take it on. It's not always about what you want. It's also like the the, the neighborhood. Something yeah. becomes available yeah. and people are pushing. People want more. And so you take the jump. For sure. And so, yeah, but it was hard in the process because, yeah, like the passage was our baby. You know, we really like built that from very little startup cash. Yeah. And it was like we put everything into it. And yeah. it had its own personality. Of course. And the, the, the hard thing was when we put we tried to put everything into the new shop. And the passage got a little bit forgotten in the meantime. Of course. You know, because it inevitably happens. You can't be oh, everywhere. Absolutely. And so we made that decision to close the passage, and the idea at the time was that the passage would be a production production kitchen. only. Yeah. yeah. However, in second, in hindsight, now it's like we've had to, it had to evolve into other things, and you know, like having it just as a production kitchen was not enough. So now the passage um, is back, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we're yeah. back open four days a week. Okay. Mm. Doing takeaway. Just takeaway, yeah. Just takeaway. Yeah. Takeaway, and we've got four seats inside. Okay. So we're yeah. kind of like back to where we were, but yeah. there's a bit more of a, it's a little smaller now. Gotcha. Yeah. So the yeah. front section where people could sit is a little smaller, so yeah, you can yeah. produce a bit more in the back. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So it just changed a lot. You know, it was a lot of moving parts and yeah. it was a lot to manage. But it, it was it a is. hard thing. I think we did. We made some bad choices, but then we had to go back on them, and then it's forever. You know, you know it, how it is. Trial and error. I mean, you yeah. know, you gotta allow time for that. It's it, you're never gonna get it right the first time. I don't think no one ever did. Yeah. No one necessarily always talk about it, but no. the final result is always the the the, the, the last iteration of many trial and error. So for that's sure. true. Yeah. Do you guys think you got it figured out now? The two shops. Uh, um, we still got work to do. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Getting I think, there slowly. Yeah. You know, it's it takes time mm -hmm. to kind of have both things working and then especially because we're like still completely involved in all of the day-to-day -day yeah. kind yeah. of like yeah. things so, so no extra time to yeah, work exactly. on the business because you're in the business exactly. yeah. yeah that's a really it's a really hard and we we've challenged we've struggled with that all the way through just to you know to be able to step back because you know i mean you know how the cycle goes you have a team that's great and then sometimes people leave and then yeah. if you're not quick to replace them you're already in there yourself Absolutely. again because you don't want to drop the quality for sure. yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah, work yeah. really hard to um, uh, attach those you know ideas of quality and consistency to broken biscuits so once you it's a promise once you build that brand you know I don't for love sure. the word but that's what it is you know you go to broken biscuits you expect deliciousness yeah. and so you, you'll do whatever it takes to make sure that it stays that way absolutely 
absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think when you put so much into it, you know, you've got to see, you know, it's only natural that you want to see it grow and do well. And of course, you know, it's like, you know, it's the personality you put to something. So, so you touched on something that I think is quite interesting. So you guys started this as really like mom and pop, just you guys build the shop with pretty much your hands and very little money, which yeah. is the way most people do For it. Sure. And very good school. And I've, we've done the same. And that was so interesting. And I'm so glad we went that way instead of starting with a whole lot of cash. And, um, so that's the way you, you came up with Broken Biscuits. And then second shop, and you mentioned staff. So if, if do you have anything you could say about going from just you two to maybe managing, what is it now, like a team of six, five, six? Four. Four, we are, okay. Like we're a small team. Okay, still, so yeah. that's, that's, that's something you guys want? Keep it like as, as tight as possible? Well, actually, like we're at the moment now where it's it would be cool for us, right? Like to have yeah. more people because... You know, we want to be able to, uh, you know, you know, advance a little bit more, and that requires, you know, we have to replace ourselves a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah, it's always been super tight team for us. I mean, not necessarily intentionally, but I mean, just more, you know, what we could manage ourselves. You know. Are you? How um, do you feel about delegating? You saying that maybe the next step would be you working a bit less, not necessarily less, but less in the shop. Exactly. How do you feel about that? It's, I think it's a tough one, really. It's yeah. kind of like, especially because we've done like five years pretty much solely by us. Yeah. So we've kind of focused a lot on that. And then now it's kind of like to step away and try and teach somebody else to do exactly what we do is like also it's it's challenging it's not easy yeah. I have a hard time sometimes too because I feel for people as well you know it's like it's hard you know the yeah. delegation thing you know you sometimes like, oh I'll just do myself it's fine but actually it's not really cool in the long run for the business yeah. you know you've got to teach and train and you know we're learning about it it's it's not something we've ever done before so I think it's you just have to teach yourself to totally there's no school I mean yeah. you know I don't believe you can go to you know I know I know French people love school and they love diplomas and validating you know knowledge through mm. that kind of stuff but i mean learning how to manage a crew a team um and and, and being able to like pass on that culture uh, of broken biscuits there's mm. no school teaching that it's going to be a process for sure mm. and you guys are so attached and so close to it as you say it's your baby so it's, yeah. it's always kind of hard to um and technically i have a baby so i can tell you like it's the same feeling when you have your first sitter coming mm. because you want to go out to dinner mm. and that first evening when the sitter shows up and you're like okay well we're gonna go and like yeah. you know we'll see you at 11 um that feeling is pretty much what it feels like when you're mm. like okay well you guys got this like i'm gonna go do some errands i'll be back in two hours and you know it feels exactly <laughs> The same when you build the business with your hands, it's, yeah, it feels that personal. So. You gotta let go a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's important, yeah. like to you know put the responsibility in other people's hands. And we're lucky we have two super solid guys like Azad and Matt, and like they're yeah. great. You know, I think um, people will surprise you as well. I mean, there's this um, kind of preconception that employees, especially French people, do think that they will take advantage of more freedom or more and I found this is so not true like if you trust people and give them the tools to be good they, like nine times out of ten they will surprise you in, in a good way yeah yeah no it's I, a very good point like it's yeah it's important and actually it's something we've really been talking about recently that we were definitely moving forward it's what we want to do you know yeah, yeah. we kind of yeah. need to step back away from the day to day and kind of like put a little bit more focus into running the actual business yeah. side of it so you know how it is it's like there's so much else well, that goes yeah, on I was going to say like you know? it's I'm, I'm shocked by how much time I spend in the 
office, you know, and there's this big cliche of, you know, Mm. the manager in the office. But uh, there's there's so much to do Mm. outside of baking and and brewing coffee and and serving customers. Like, if you want to run a tight ship and be on time, you know, on top of your paperwork, like, that's a second full-time job entirely. The two shops, I mean, you guys know all about it. uh, It's good to have an office space, too, to separate it, because I have a hard time just sitting in the lab with the laptop in the shop, because I see things and I'm like, (laughs) I'm getting already getting nervous. I'm like, all right, I've got to go fix that. That table, you know, you just can't yeah. switch off, you know. So it's totally, have to uh, this podcast is also to help people that want to open a business from so maybe own a business, and like that's maybe a lesson that we can send out uh, through the podcast is that office space. So, and I mean, Sarah will shake her head listening to this because she was the one pushing for an office space when we built the second Hollybilly. I was like, we need tables, we need sits, and she was like, no, we need we need an office because like yeah. you know, twenty five plus employees, all the delivery slips and all that stuff that takes space. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like, if you are on the verge of maybe building or not building an office within your business, I would say go for it, especially Absolutely. if you're in France. Oh, yeah. definitely. Like, we don't have an office within either of our spaces. So, like, Just our kitchen table is, like, full of paperwork. That's home. at home. Like, yeah. Bags yeah. Of it. yeah. And you're just like, I'll put that over there. I'll deal with that later. It's <laughs> like, oh, people are coming around. Like, let's put this away. And yeah. it's like, it's another plan like, somewhere oh, else. Shit, where oh, is everything? You know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah, we had a, the, the office was at home for the longest time, and it was yeah. so nice to be able to, like, 5, 6, 7 p.m. go home and leave everything at the shop. Is a yeah. fantastic oh, I'd feeling. I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah, and your house is your house, and your shop is yeah. your shop. It's so good. Separation is hard, right? It never, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's like we talk about being in a relationship, you know, separating business yeah. and, you know, being in a relationship with somebody. It's super, especially when you bring it home. Oh, totally. It's like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's always going to be on your mind. Like, uh, let's talk about this. Like, because you, I'm, I'm so excited because you guys are pretty much a mirror image of Sarah and I. And most people I've interviewed on the podcast or talked to, they have partners, but they're not the life partners. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't know. You guys must get it all the time, too. I get it all the time. Like, how is it to work with your partner? Well, you know, it's yeah. the number one question. Uh, that I'm going to ask you now. And um, um, I'm, yeah, I'm just really curious to if you guys are able to switch off your brain when you go home. Do you always talk about broken biscuits? Mm. Do you have rules about not talking about broken biscuits at all? Like, I'm just curious if I can poke a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, I, I think, yeah, there's been moments when it's been, it's hard because it's like, especially when we're like opening the second space. Because it's something you're constantly thinking about. Like, yeah. oh, what if we do this? Oh, let's do this. And it comes a lot. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And you're talking about it and you've got to kind of take that break and say, look, okay, we need some time for like us as a couple instead of melon- mixing the two things together, yeah. you know? Are you good at it? No, we're terrible. Yeah. We're the worst. Like, no, let's not be. No, like, no, no, no. It's true. It's, it's true. Like, we, you know, we say, like, we try and, like, at least once a week go out for lunch or okay. just do something, like, outside of work and try not to talk about it. But it always creeps in, you know? Like, yeah. you're always like, oh, you remember that? Or we need to fix this? Or yeah. hang on, we need to order that? But it's, it's you know, it's natural. It's it normal. But, like, that's, I mean, one of the downsides. But there's a whole lot of upsides, right? Yeah. Like, I mean. Would you say, like, okay, you're five years in. I think it's a good checkpoint to just look back and assess, like, Looking back and being where you are now, are you happy you went the way you did? Are you saying there's some upsides and downsides in the end? Where does the scale tip? Um, I mean, I would like to say in, in the right way, you know, like yeah, uh, there's, there's more upsides. upsides for sure. Because, I mean, knowing each other enough to know their strengths and weaknesses, we yeah. get to play off of that, you know, yeah. right? Like, I mean, not other, you know, man or I would guess partners would know each other as well. And so... You know, we've learned to, you know, compromise on things and, 
you know it, it's it works in both ways i guess so it's it's cool in that like we can we have that strength and i think that pushes us forward and we're building a life and a business and you know the goals are there they're they're the same yeah i think so. it's like because you both have very similar goals instead of like having two partners yeah. that may have their own yeah. life goals so they've kind of like they're focusing a little bit on more what they want from the business and mm-hmm. the other one and then it's like it's like you've said many times You've seen so many partnerships ruin great businesses. 100%. So many, too many. Yeah. 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 Such a shame, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're lucky in that sense that for us it works, right? For some people it might not work, but we're lucky that in in our situation I feel it works. You know, we, it is a lot, right? You work together, you live together, you do everything together. But, you know, it's cool, right? Yeah. Like we're, I mean, we're building something, we're happy doing it. And like, yeah, of course, it's not all easy, plain sailing. You know, we have our arguments, no, of course, but we, yeah. you know, it's normal. Like, There's you know. a good and they're, and, and they're necessary. But plus, you guys are like, I was going to ask if you guys are complementary or because you're both back of house by mm. training, by mm-hmm. trade. Uh, and you're saying that having two shops kind of forced you to be a bit more front of house. Mm-hmm. Um And yeah, Sarah and I, the reason why it always worked is because we were like what I was and she was and the other way around. And ah, so yeah. we were like, we really clicked in that sense, mm-hmm, you know, for sure. she is not, she doesn't love the mingling, the talking, the communication and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I, I like that. Um, and she's got a very um, mathematic brain and numbers. I'm, I don't have it. So like we kind of take all the boxes of what a business needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you guys, because you're both back of house and uh, have a pretty similar training, um, are you still very complimentary or there's some areas where you, th- you sometimes something is lacking I mean sometimes yeah I mean Chris is more now in the kitchen I guess from the yeah. we're both in the food aspect and production of it I mean it wasn't natural for us to be front of house granted right. I did a bit more of that in when I was kind of in college and stuff being, yeah. you know doing service and things like, like that never really never did really it. Did. Like Chris has always been in the kitchen <laughs> So it's been an interesting transition, but which is why I've taken, um, taken, um, I've gone more towards the the front of house and managing staff and stuff like that, which has been an interesting transition. So, yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, we're complementary in the sense that we'll both help each other out in terms of food when it comes down to it, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean. How would you describe, like, going back to food and um, the style of what you do at Broken Biscuit, I think, is very unique. I mean, in the sense that, How do you go about it and and choose what you want to bake and make and, and I've, I've, is it British? I've, it's got a British touch. Is it French? That's like yeah, it's quite a difficult kind of thing to pinpoint. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's like British or it's French or it's American or it's Anglophone or I guess it's just what we I like. Think it's, really. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a mix of kind of what we almost felt was missing from yeah. Paris in a way. Yeah. yeah, and then a few bits that kind of touch on french pastry mm. yeah sort of a little bit more towards the comfort side of things instead of like being ultra fancy yeah and i like too that complex yeah. it's yeah. like very we concentrate a big on flavor too you know yeah, like something kind of... can look pretty but it's got to come through on taste you know yeah. and it's like when we were doing it, and especially coffee shops they it's great cakes but it's always a limited selection sometimes so we're like man if we could create a, a pastry shop with a huge selection and like you know more kind of reinvented French pastries yeah. be really cool and so I can't that was the idea behind it really wasn't it and yeah, I mean we can't get rid of scones now because everyone <laughs> yeah. goes crazy for scones that's your number yeah. one people come uh, for it not actually I would say it's probably like choux à la crème Shoe-a-la- or cheesecake oh, yeah. like cheesecake it's, is crazy yeah. it's one of those things that has we've tried to change it we've adapted yeah, it a few times yeah. and it's like can't touch it 
it just goes back yeah. to the it's original great, thing. Right? It's, it's great. great. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. I think it's like, I'm always trying to like, I listen to what you're saying and I always try to like get lessons out of it for people listening. Um, doing what you want. I think it's a big one, you know, and like not trying to like, what do mm. people want? Like what mm. cake do we need to make? What's mm. trendy? And, you know, there's like right now in Paris, everybody is doing kind of, you know, I don't want to shoot at anyone, but like you see there's kind of like everybody's baking the same stuff and um, there's, you know, it's kind of funny almost, but you guys were always a little trend proof and, and, and you you just bake and make what you'd like to eat and we pr- we build the menu in the same way and i think you always be busy um and and happy if you if you listen to yourself more than you do your customers of course yeah, yeah. you've got to believe it yourself right exactly. you've got to want to eat it yourself to yeah. sell it and to be able to be comfortable and putting it forward to people and even your savory offering i feel like you're known for your sweets but like i think the savory is so good thank you do people mm-hmm. come a lot for savory food yeah we try i mean we're a little bit you know we put a lot into our sandwiches and yeah, i guess it's so sometimes good. it's hard yeah. to yeah um, and we'd love to expand on that more, but it's already like production-wise, we're we're pretty full on. Yeah, but yeah, for sure, going forward, we're going to push that. Yeah, we're going to um, push a little bit more savory food as well. Yeah. And kind of. But it's uh, it's fun for us because we both touch on both sweet and savory, yeah. and I mean, we love to cook, and it's all about food with us. It's literally all we do: <laughs> eat and cook and everything. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely it's fun because we get to touch on both too. You yeah. Know? Um, I like that the way you guys do your like your Instagram and you just the right amount of like personal life and pro-life but you do show a little bit of what you guys do on weekends and stuff yeah. and you know what made you do that like i was always was a big believer of that i, I show maybe i show a little too mm. much but like I, I really believe in that and for me my work is my life and my life is my work and so i never really saw an interest of having a personal account and a professional account i just do this one big thing called life and you know, there's some great. work in it nice. and so you guys do that too and uh, yeah we're i think we we talked about it well i don't know it was like i don't know if it was right or wrong or you yeah. know you kind of like oh is it too much or is you know people don't want to see pictures of my cats all the time <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time it's kind of real right it's like so people real. see into the, our lives this is you know what we like to do yeah. and this is us you know so this they get to see us every time when the shop is open and they're kind of like yeah. I guess yeah. you get that natural curiosity of like yeah. what happens when it closes yeah. Yeah. what are they yeah, doing yeah. you know it's cool I like mm. to see you guys you know eat seafood and smoke cigars and cool. just chill and you know it's, uh, <laughs> it's totally that <laughs> it's, it's great and uh, what you were saying about um, being real I think it's it's gonna really in the end after all the influencers and all the blogs and the Yelp reviews and a couple more years of that. And I think we're going to go back to real. And I think people are really craving and looking for just realness. And um, you guys betting on that aspect and approach, I think is going to be a winning strategy, even though it it isn't a strategy. You're not doing this because it's a smart thing to do. It just feels right the same way we're doing it. But I think, I'm, I get so many nice messages being like, thank you for being real. And I think people are craving a bit more authenticity. For sure. Um, Definitely. So I would say that's, that's also a lesson for people listening. I would say. Yeah. It's like if you start jumping on trends, <sighs> it's forget like it, yeah. you, you're only going to last so long. Like exactly. This is why they're trends. Yeah. It's exactly. Because it's only going to last a certain period of time. And then after that, it's like, what do you do? You know, mm. that you've got to come up with a whole new concept all over again. And realistically, it's so much work to open a restaurant or a shop or anything that you don't want to do it every, like, yeah. change everything every couple of years, you know? It's, it's too much. Doing. Yeah, for sure. 200%. 200%. It's so true. I'm so glad we touched on this. We never talked about this uh, on the show, and it's a big one. Um, time is, again, running low, and I know people <laughs> listening to this podcast are a bit frustrated about the time limit, but it's a good thing, believe me. Um, to wrap it up, guys, I, I'm, it'd be great if you, like... 
around the table here, we've all been doing this a few years, and we, we're still babies, I think, in what we're doing, and there's still, like you guys said, there's a lot to figure out, and when I ask you if you if you got it figured out, you say, no, there's still work to do, and I think being, you know, relentless about doing more and better is also a, bit, a big one and a big secret to success, um, but with your five years under your belt, what advice would you give to someone that thinks about opening a business or is not too sure, you know, what what's the big one for you? What, what, what did you really realize operating the businesses for five years? Um, I mean, for one, take your time in making decisions, you know, mm. like it's really important because those ones last a long time when you put something in place, you know, like take totally. your time. That's true. Um, Don't rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I mean, what else would I would say? <laughs> Flexible, I think, yeah. as well. Like you can make a plan, you can have everything on paper, like you can do your business plan, your financial plan, but realistically, it's not always going to go exactly the way you plan, you know? Fact. So you've got to be flexible in the fact of like, okay, we need to change this, we need to like work on this, and it's it's kind of important, an important skill to kind of have and make sure that you are willing to be a little flexible on mm. what you do. Mm. Totally. I think, yeah, I mean, flexi- you call it flexibility, I call it the process what we do is a process you know we start at point a and we slowly growing into going to point b and c and d Mm. and um i think it's a big one to um, you know put value and enjoyment in that process otherwise you're going to be miserable and so people enjoy it yeah Yeah. enjoy it so it's fun right like we wouldn't do it otherwise i mean it's so challenging there's so many things thrown at us all the time just like Take it one step at a time. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna answer all the questions all the time. You know, it's like it's you guys like, had a, you had a great attitude right. when you got broken into a couple of times, a few times. I, well, that happens all the time, oh which is frustrating. Goodness. Broken into three times. Yeah, now. it's crazy. Yes. We have put systems in place, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just it happens, right? It's yeah. crazy. I mean, if it's not something breaking down, it's something. Yeah. Don't get discouraged. Actually, that's a great thing. Don't get discouraged by no. this stuff because yeah. you know what? It's just another bump in the road. But know? it was Christmas Eve. Yeah, they, right. They took your tail on Christmas Eve. Eve. Oh my god! Like, we were really lucky. So the first time I got broken into, they got away with the fond de cas, mm-hmm. uh, the, the lemon cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good lemon cake that was sitting there. Damn somebody, it. Yeah. somebody didn't yeah. get that lemon cake. The that next day, time I'm was sorry. a bit worse though. Yeah, just before Christmas though, on yeah, the new Christmas shop, they uh, smashed Christmas the whole Eve, front yeah. window, and we we're like, I remember your poor parents were here to yeah. spend Christmas with them. We're like, okay, we're just gonna leave you clear up the glass. We gotta go to the police oh, station. So. But we were really yeah. lucky that time because the police actually caught the guy. Yeah, that was he great. was like riding around with the till drawer in the front of a valib, <laughs> <laughs> and the police were like, "What the hell?" And they were like go off and went over something yeah. a car or something yeah. so yeah the police were picking up our chains yeah. oh, yeah, you know? in like Christmas bag and everything yeah. well I guess there was a funny side of it at the end but we were so annoyed because we were like I had to prep all the Christmas yeah. dinner I was like oh, I'm so sorry guys you know you're just going to have to come and help us now well, you gotta, like uh, going back to your flexible point I think you got a good attitude about it and you know mm. I'm, I'm sure there was it was you know, fuck you know why today yeah. but on social media and like when I talked to you guys after you were like hey you know it happens and I think that's what yeah. you're saying be flexible it happens you you know, yeah. it's a big city and this. Yeah, yeah. You can't, it's going to happen. Like, yeah. let's face it, it's it's like, one of many things that yeah. get thrown at you all the time. And so you can't be discouraged. Like, it's like, just, yeah, when you speak to other businesses and other people, they're like, yeah, we, we had the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you've had it as well. It's like, yeah, seven, eight times. Kind of, Whoa. It all happens, yeah. you know, and it's like, what are you going to do? Like, stop everything, That's close it. down for the day and be like, oh, this is ridiculous. Or you just 
okay, this happened, let's fix it, let's carry on. I think you know? it's our job, right? We f- we're solution finders all the yeah, time. Troubleshooter. Right? Yeah, troubleshooter. Troubleshooter. It's, it's <laughs> top of my CV for yeah, sure. No, it has to be, yeah, right? Like, exactly. if somebody asked me, that's what I'd say too. It's just like, okay. Fix problems. <laughs> all the time. Okay, so like, I promise, Katie, this is it. one last question, then we're done. Uh, I still got to be the coffee in my mug, so that's how I know I can still go for a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> I was just wondering if my brain does that sometime when like, okay, so we like fixing problems and we good at dealing with staff and, you know, taxes or whatnot. But sometimes it does pile up a little bit and you're like, oh man, come on. Like, you know, we got broken into and then I got to pay X to taxes and then this thing happened with staff and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you can just like, and then you get all worked up. And sometimes your brain as a, I guess, a defense mechanism is like, what if we sold it all and just started this whole brand new thing somewhere else? Do you ever fantasize about running away and doing, doing it all over again? And if you did, just as a fun, just as a fun little thing to, you know, just a little, what would you do if you could be like, F this, we're just doing something else somewhere else? I think, yeah. I think we, we both do. have our projects. <laughs> we do think of it, you know? Here you go. Yeah. No, we do think of it as like when you when you're absolutely wrecked and you've got to get up and it's raining and it's mm. cold and it's like 5 a.m. The alarm's going off, the cat's screaming at you to get up, <laughs> it's hungry. And you're like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, was like, I think a couple of times I said to you, Christine, I will give you my 50% if you just <laughs> go to work for me. Like, I can't do it today. It's true. Chris is not the best in the world. I don't know the days it's like, <laughs> the days it's cool, you know. It's fine. <laughs> Even just fine. So where does your brain go when you allow yourself that fantasy of not going to work at Broken Biscuits? Um, get a few more hours sleep and then probably like, I don't know. Go to a beach somewhere. <laughs> I think you actually you've talked about like wanting to brew your own beer, like yeah. you know, like have a like warehouse somewhere and just yeah. like brew your own beer. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool, right? Or maybe a shed a warehouse is a bit yeah, like, maybe large. a bit much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I'm more like I just want to go to the country and like make yeah. ceramics or something, you know, like just do something see a bit li- more. See the life is a little too much for you guys sometimes, like uh, sometimes, yeah. I think yeah, like we're both from the countryside, yeah. so it's kind of yeah, it becomes too much. I, Twelve years I've been living in cities Where, now. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it can be a drag some days. You crave you know? the fresh air. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For oh, sure. and just like, yeah, I don't know what it is. Long walks, like just you know, space as well. Yeah, open fire, like uh, all this stuff. You know, it's like it's, but it's right. We can't have everything, right? So it's great if you can just leave every now and again. Well, if you guys kinda... you know work on your project of maybe delegating a bit more, and then you know maybe a house somewhere. For sure. yeah. Yeah. Okay. You when know. you're teasing us with the Instagram stories, <laughs> we know we're like, oh, I want to go. It's it's balance, yeah, you know. That, in the yeah. end, I was we were going towards a dead end and getting a little, you know, frustrated with you know the Persian life as well. And For sure. you know, it's it's a good yeah. outlet to that Not frustration. Happens, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. So well, cool guys. I mean, you know, um, I, I could talk to you guys forever, and we got a lot more coffee. But that's that's for some other time. Thank you so much for coming. No, thank you for thank having you. us. It was been amazing. Great, great. And um, it's been too long since I've been to Broken Biscuits, so I'll, I'll come and eat very soon. Great. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you like that episode. Um, there's more coming. I have no idea what's coming next week, but I'll get you someone good. Uh, if you enjoy the episode, maybe drop us a five star, nothing less. And um, I'm not supposed to say that. And yeah, thanks for listening. Plenty more coming. Catch you next time.